Welcome back, friends. Pastor Jeremy here, coming from the shores of Lake Minnetonka, picking up on our series called Life Verses, where I am sharing a little inside look at some of the scriptures that have rocked my world, changed the course of my life. Today, we look at Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 11. On one occasion, while Jesus was eating with his followers, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After Jesus said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here staring up into the sky? So friends, sometime over the first two years at Bethel University, God snuck into my life and he lit a match. My heart was suddenly aflame for God and I gained a voracious appetite for not just reading, but entering into God's story. I've told that story many times, but essentially there was this moment when I experienced the sudden shift away from reading about Jesus and his followers to actually being swept up into the story and finding myself in it and letting it begin to change my outlook on my own life. I was a scared, confused 20-year-old trying to figure out what to do with my life. I knew I wanted more than the safe suburban life with a 9-to-5 job, raising kids in the suburbs, obtaining all that the American dream had to offer. Uh, some of my peers at the time seemed happy with playing video games in their free time, but I wanted more. I wanted a life of significance. I wanted an adventure. There just had to be more. And then I opened the book of Acts one night in search of that something more. I immediately could sympathize with Jesus' friends in the opening scene we just read. They loved and respected Jesus, as did I. They had spent the past few years sitting under his teachings and admiring his remarkable way of life, and so had I. Now they were trying to wrap their minds around the full meaning of his sacrificial death and victorious resurrection, as was I. They all caught a glimpse of the new kingdom life that is truly life, and were excited to experience more of it. But, and this was the big but I was wrestling with, now Jesus was returning to heaven and leaving them behind on earth. Or so it appeared to me. Now what are we supposed to do? They must have been thinking as they scratched their heads. Well, in this opening scene in the book of Acts, they're told that they should wait. Wait for the promised power from on high to come down and clothe them. The Holy Spirit was going to fill them and empower them for the grandest life adventure of all. But in this scene, which I find quite humorous, 
as Jesus ascends from their presence, we see 11 guys staring up into the sky, confused, scared, frozen, paralyzed, stunned. Uh, now what? Well, the angel smacks them upside the head and says, in effect, dudes, snap out of it. Stop staring into space. He's gone. He will no longer be with you in the same physical sense. But if you were paying attention, you've been given some pretty big marching orders. So go pack your bags. Go say goodbye to your old, safe, predictable life. You're about to embark on an adventure of a lifetime. You're going to receive power in a few days, and then you're going to change the world. Jesus is going to be with you every step of the way in an even more amazing, intimate way by his Holy Spirit. And thousands of years from now, guys, others will still be talking about your life and your apostolic calling. Scared, confused college students facing their own uncertainties about their future and experiencing their own paralysis. Like Jeremy Berg are going to read about this very moment and they will be jolted into their own holy adventure. So get moving. Go. Okay. That's my paraphrase of this scene. And when I read this in the dining center in the fall of 1999, I heard my name called. I found myself in their shoes. I heard Jesus telling me to prepare for a new adventure, that I would receive power from on high. My life would be a life of following the footsteps of these apostles, Peter and Paul and James and John, and surrendering all my own ambitions to Jesus and committing myself to continuing the story of Acts and the advancement of the Christian revolution in my life. I'm not overstating it to say that this was the most exciting and important awakening moment in my life. But it would also lead to some of the loneliest years of my life too. From that moment on, my best friends became long dead ancient men and women I read about in books. As I packed my bags and prepared to set out onto life of an all out pursuit of a life shaped by the book of Acts, I, I looked around at my, my friends, my peers, my family, and I realized my passion and outlook made me a sudden foreigner in my own world. I found few companions on this journey at first. I certainly found many weekly church attenders, good moral people following Christian principles, people who would make great neighbors, Boy Scout leaders, but I don't know if they would make very good apostles. The American church was light years away from the ancient Jesus revolution movement launched in Acts 1. And so in those early years of my journey, I quickly grew very disgusted with the American Christianity because I was a young zealous, I was on fire for Christ. And like many new Christians, I became quite judgmental. And I looked down my nose at those who didn't share my newfound zeal and passion. I was in love with the early church and the apostles I read about, and I was a bit bitter 
towards the comfortable, half-committed, lukewarm version of disciples I was encountering around me. Jesus pretty much wrecked my life in college. I was miserable, very lonely in those seminary days. My best friends were in books. I spent my weekends watching Bible movies that brought these ancient men alive for me, at least for a moment. I wanted to jump through the TV screen, leave this world behind, and go back in time and tag along with those dusty Judean roads. I, those roads seemed to lead somewhere, somewhere exciting. The roads my peers were all traveling seemed to lead to a nice, polite, about weak brand of faith. Looking back, I'm a bit ashamed of the judgmental, ungracious attitude that accompanied my next few years, and and it still does sometimes. As I slowly grew into my new Christian clothes, but I think, I think this was a necessary step in my faith growth process. And so I'm, I'm thankful for those years of being on fire in the wilderness. I'm sorry for the way my fire for Christ uh, ended up burning others rather than warming them to this calling. And I'm also thankful for those friends and family who have forgiven me for scorching them at times while I was waving that torch around back then. But friends, Acts 1 and the rest of the book turned my world upside down. I'm still recovering. So how about you? How is there a scripture that uh, has helped you chart your vocational path? How has God's word informed uh, some of the big decisions you've had to make? Um, Think about it and join me next time as I share another life verse. Grace and peace.